People say I am the best boss. They go, God, we've never worked in a place like this before. And you get the best out of us. I think that pretty much sums it up. Welcome back to another episode of Good Boss, Bad Boss. I'm Joey, your host. And today we're doing our very first solo episode. There is no guest, just me. The point of these solo episodes is really for me to talk about all the things I want to talk about. It's really the more selfish episodes because with the guests, it's more about their stories. And this ones are more things that I want to share and want to get off my chest, basically. You've probably heard of the saying, people don't leave bad jobs, they leave bad bosses. So today I want to talk about some of the bosses that I left. The, the first one is actually really early in my career. I was really young, so I wasn't very picky because I, was, I just arrived in this new country and I just wanted a job that I was basically taking any job that would hire me. That was a very small company. Uh, it was a very young boss. And I was still young and quite naive. And I actually tried to negotiate my salary by offering to bring my own computer to work and say like, oh, please, can you give me a little bit more? I'm going to help you save money by bringing my own MacBook. It was funny looking back, but at the time, I really was very clueless. And I feel that the, com the company that I joined was a very small team. The boss was probably like fresh out of business school. And so there was a lot of micromanaging. There was a lot of everything needs to go through the boss and he needs to validate everything, which in itself is not a deal breaker. Like that was okay. I know that that wasn't that big of an issue, but it was really the way that he always tries to get us to feel more appreciative. Like he's always like, look, we're offering you this tiniest perk that was quite basic and like, oh, you should appreciate this. Oh, we're bringing you out to lunch for Christmas. You guys should feel appreciative. And at some point, a few months later, they got me a computer and they're like, now ha you have a computer, like you should be grateful. <laughs> and so, so I was like, okay, well, that was, that was all fine. And well, it was just like a little bit annoying. But then one day we were having a review and he basically said to me that, again, that I should be more appreciative. But this time he specifically said, you know, you should feel really lucky that we hired you because there are a lot of people like you in the 13th. And the 13th is like Chinatown in Paris. I was shocked. Like I was speechless. I don't even remember what I responded. And then quickly after that, I quit uh, the company. I was like, if there were a lot of people like me, go hire them, knock yourself out. It was just demeaning and basically racist. So that to me was like really bad boss experience number one probably like horrible boss experience number one. And then I had another boss, which was quite a bit older, uh, more mature. The company was bigger as well, like more established. And I was excited to work there because it felt kind of more grown up. And on my first week, my boss invited me to out to dinner. It was like a welcome dinner thing. So I was like, oh, cool. It's friendly. Like it's normal. But then during the dinner, he, well, he basically told me that he has an open relationship with his girlfriend. At that time, I was like, okay, interesting. Not sure why you're telling me that. And again, I'm in a new culture. It's France. Maybe, you know, it's normal for French people to share this kind of things with their reports. Um, and then I went home, I told some friends and they were all shocked. And again, I was pretty young at that time. I didn't know better. I was kind of putting things as, kind of brushing it off as cultural differences. 
And then so so that was the first week. It was just really small things. For example, in France, you actually say hello doing like the air kisses on, on the cheeks. So supposedly they are air kisses, but the boss would sometimes actually go in and kiss you on the cheek, which made me feel uncomfortable. And sometimes it's just a bit icky. And then there were a team of BDRs. And in that team, he would only hire girls and only hire good looking, attractive girls. That was way before Me Too, by the way. So, And sometimes in those outreach messages, emails, he would suggest things like, oh, you know, when, do you want to chat about this between 5 to 7 p.m.? So after work, happy hour, like a bit too happy hour time. It was a lot of like suggestive things like that. So I stayed for a bit. I learned a lot at that job, honestly, but eventually left the company. And I think this was like a situation where it was red flags, but I ignored and brushed it off and nothing really happened, but it was not appropriate and not, not professional looking back. But I think at the time, I, I, I didn't know how to react. Like I was more questioning myself than like immediately thinking, oh, this is bad and I need to leave. Since I was young and early in my career, I was like, is this normal? I don't even know what is normal because it was just my early experiences. And then I had another boss who was, to me, looking back now, quite manipulative or you can say smart. So right from the beginning, when he gave me the, the job offer, he told me on the phone that I would have a variable. I, I wrote it down in my notebook because I wanted to write down the offer and the details. And then when I went back and I wanted to renegotiate and give a counter offer, first he said he never said that I would have a variable. When I wrote it down in my notebook, I wouldn't have made that up. And then he also said, I've honestly never spent that much time with someone discussing salary. And it made me feel like I was, again, like quite young. And I was like, oh, am I like negotiating too much? And am I like blowing my chance or whatever? From the get-go, there was very like power play and a little bit of gaslighting and not cool. I stayed quite a bit at that company. But other than the negotiating and the money thing, I just felt often that I was overlooked when it comes to opportunities. Personally, I've been always quite ambitious, always trying to try new things and grow. And so I would always advocate for myself, but like I always felt that the opportunities were given to other people and mostly other male colleagues. So I clearly remember many years ago now, well, I really wanted to go to inbound. So it was like in the beginning when HubSpot first launched their conference, it was like the event to attend if you're in marketing. And so I created a deck. I was like, okay, this is the reasons why we should go and why we deserve to go and the business case and all that. And I was really excited about it, presented it to the boss. And after the presentation, he was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. And then nothing. And then a few weeks later, I found out that he decided to send my Again, male colleague, which I love, by the way. I love that male colleague. We're friends. Nothing against him. But my boss just decided to send the male colleague to the conference. And he didn't say anything to me. He didn't say, oh, we're sending him. Like, I know you want to go, but we can't. Because not even that. You know, if there are reasons and we can talk about it, it makes me just feel slightly more seen or acknowledged. I just didn't feel great. Honestly, I tried to have a closer relationship with him. Like, try to small talk and, like, joke or stuff. but. It was really tough. We have nothing in common. I just felt a little bit like out of place. And I don't know, maybe half of it is also my own self-consciousness too. So it's interesting in the sense that I felt he wasn't a great boss to me, but maybe my colleagues felt he was a great boss. So 
it's very subjective, obviously, and for these situations. There was another boss that was really similar. First, like I found that I was paid so much less than my male counterpart that I work with every day. And, you know, I would suggest something and he would hear the idea only when it came from my male colleague, who is a white male, no surprise. Once I built a strategy to reconfigure the team and got totally ignored, like being passed over for promotion. And he only wanted to talk when I found another job and decided to, to leave the company. It's a little bit similar situations there. So why am I telling you all these stories? The whole idea behind this podcast is for us to go on our boss journeys together. So here I am sharing my boss stories and experience with you, but I would love to hear your stories as well and talk about all these issues together. It's not just about being managers, but also like experiencing managers because we all have bosses. And what I especially want to talk about is also, it's been a progression for me. The first boss was terrible and then they get slightly better. And to me, it's, it's almost exactly like dating. Bad bosses are like bad relationships. You know, it takes a while for you to realize that you're in a bad one. And then you want to ignore the red flags because you're like, oh, you know, it took, it was hard for me to find this job and I want to stay and want security and I want stability and I need the paycheck or I can't find a better job. And we tell ourselves these stories. Uh, but, you know, in the end, it, it's not true. You know, we, we think it's normal, but it's not like there are a lot of behaviors that we shouldn't tolerate. And it takes a bit of time for us to find the self-worth, to find, you know, our, our confidence and, and value, and then to have the courage to leave. It's exactly the same as relationships in my personal experience. And like today, I have great bosses. Thanks to all these past experience, I know what I like and don't like and what I don't need to tolerate. And so I'm really eager to now hear your stories. I want to know, like, what are the reasons that you leave certain bosses? What are your stories like? And also, perhaps you're stuck with a bad boss and you don't know how to get out. Let me know. I would love to start this conversation together. You can leave me a voice memo through SpeakPipe or reach out on social, LinkedIn, Substack, YouTube. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share with someone, rate and review. You can subscribe to my Substack so you don't miss another episode. I'll see you next time. Bye.